Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Dread Podcast Network presents... Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No, no, it's just what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Kim and Cats, Stay Alive, Maybe. We're a horror movie comedy podcast. <laughs> We're going to tell you the entirety of a movie, spoilers and all. I'm Kim and Burns. And I, oh, that's Kim Burns. And I, Ketron Porter, am going to be the teller of the tale to Kim Burns. And uh, Kim Burns is going to try to stay alive. Yeah. Uh, we just had a, a stare off to see who was going to say <laughs> <laughs> the next line. And it was funny. <laughs> Um, hi. Hello. Um, I have a new flavor white claw today. Ooh, what, blackberry. What flavor? <laughs> what flavor? What flavor? <laughs> you said blackberry at the same time I was oh. saying flavor and it just. Mm. I love your brain. <laughs> uh, Gina holes out. It's up. It's blackberry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Mm. It's like. It's like if black cherry was good. Right. Yeah. Because it's definitely that's, not. No. It's disgusting. Correct. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's. I love that. Good. That's great. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm annoyed because I feel in my bones that earlier this week I was like, oh, I want to talk about that on the podcast. Mm. And it's gone. Mm. It's nowhere to be found. So. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Oh, okay. I can talk about this. I did. Kim and I were just talking about this before uh, we signed on. Etsy is selling so many of these adorable little pins. I had it as like a whim. I was like, I wish I had a pin that said I'm vaccinated, like just out of respect for like walking around so that people know that like I'm not an anti-masker. I'm vaccinated and then Mm -hmm. i go on etsy and it was like sixty-seven thousand stores selling 422 (laughs) different versions and i was like yay they jumped on it get it get it etsy i bought four and i'm gonna wear them each day when i'm out and about so that people know that getting vaccinated is cool yeah yes yeah also, I vaguely remember when you got your second shot that you had you didn't really have a reaction, which is I'm happy for you. Uh, I didn't have nothing, but uh, ah. I didn't want to die. I don't know. I just felt really tired and a little yeah. achy. Yeah. Um, like the second day. Yeah. Maybe a little, um, a little fuzzy a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. I'm getting very, very 
very excited to travel. And I don't think I I think I was um, kind of doing a thing where I was just like putting it in the back of my mind because I knew that it just wasn't an option. So I just wasn't dealing with it. But now that it is an option, I'm so excited. I'm like, so excited to travel. I'm so excited to uh, fucking go to a, a, um, a spin class. <laughs> I've yes. like been counting down the moments until I can go to a spin class. I'm really excited. The the month to- before, I don't even finish. I don't think I finished my full. You know, a lot of times the spin classes like here will be like 30 days for mm-hmm. whatever. You know, you get like a deal the first month. I don't even think I finished the 30 days. Like that was happening right when everything shut down. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. I haven't done this in years. I love it. Yeah. We'll see if I still do. It'll be exciting to learn if I still yeah. like it. Again, I bought a three month hot yoga package and uh, used one month of it, and then everything shut down, and now the company's out of business. <laughs> no. <laughs> so what? I'm out approximately, and it's fine. Like that money was already spent, but it's like I am out about $600. Holy so shit. That's no joke. Yeah. So I just was kind of like, I'm alive, I'm yeah. safe. I'm not dead, you know, totally. it's fine. But I do I do want to, like, figure out where I can do hot yoga again since my place is not there. But I'll go to a spin class with you. Yeah, let's go. Since we're, like, close. Oh, I know what it was. What? Sammy's, guess what I got to do? I got to hug uh, Kim Burns. We did hug. We were outside. Um, it was so great. And Kim, it, I held her for a really awkwardly long amount of time and wouldn't let her go, even when I felt her pulling away. And then finally she was like, I just ate a lot of in and out <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll let you go. <laughs> I was like, I remember there being a specific reason that I needed. I was like, oh, didn't I have to pee or something? No, I, I was like, I'm going to puke on you if you mm-hmm. continue to squeeze me like this. <laughs> yeah. And I like didn't even let her like put her things down. Like she was holding a lot of things. I was pretty aggressive. <laughs> and I was like, like, I love you. I might vomit on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a memorable first hug again, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you yeah. know, it was memorable this way as well. Yeah. And but more was, enjoyable for both of us. <laughs> yeah. It was great. And also just sort of like very um, par for the course of who we are. <laughs> True. <laughs> that I'm hugging you too hard and you're like, I'm going to puke. <laughs> so, yeah. It's... it's you're a little brand. much and I need my space. <laughs> and I puke everywhere. It's, it's yep. on brand. Yep. For both of sure us. Sure is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And I've also been listening to a bunch of our live shows that we've done over the year. And they're very, very funny. And I can't wait to release them this summer when we're traveling. Yay. So I was laughing by myself in my kitchen for a good two hours today ah because i didn't i mean talk about not knowing what was said like we don't remember what we say from the episode i i don't remember what i said at the beginning of this episode (laughs) that i'm recording right now (laughs) so like a live show that we did in october was like who are these hilarious bitches ah that's that's good when you look at your own stuff and and like it that's definitely Mm -hmm. a positive because at least Mm -hmm. with like the our regular episodes we do listen back once for editing yes. um so we're probably a little more familiar or we at least it like sometimes then i'm just like that was really <laughs> that yeah was fun. 
But yeah, yeah the live shows I, I've never heard again. Mm-hmm. They're really fun. I I am looking forward to you How revisiting exciting. them. All I um, all I know of any live show is <laughs> that I know is Catherine telling me that my little jar of whiskey looked like pee, oh! and it was during drunk car, and we were doing Leprechaun, so we were like doing Irish accents, and all of a sudden I was like, I'm gonna drink me pee, and Catherine like loses her mind. She like cries laughing so hard, and it always I haven't even gotten to that yet. <laughs> Those are like the highlights of everything. It's just when I can make Catherine laugh. That's I'm like yay, and that's my highlight when I can make you laugh. Yeah, that's or cry. Fun. Or feel anything, or really. Yeah. 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 It, or, like, gets me really bad. Yeah. You also like it when I become enraged. Or scared. Just, like, any yeah. high emotion that I cause. Just any high emotion. Feels good. Yeah. But especially laughter, I think. I'm like, ooh, yeah. I did it. Well, that one, I wasn't even trying to make you laugh. That was just <laughs> me being a little weirdo. <laughs> I'm going to drink BP. <laughs> There's another thing <laughs> that you said in a show uh that i said i want to remember this for the rest of my life and i can't wait for you all to hear it it was a the porn take of inspector gadget oh no i don't remember that at all i know i'm very excited for (laughs) you to just just hear it anew it's gonna be great and i can't wait for all of you sammies to hear it because it um it may go on my epitaph Oh no. I feel like I'm already embarrassed and I don't even know what it is. <laughs> no, it was great. It was uh you you purposely were like, I got a joke, bitches, and you said it and it just killed. <laughs> it was like, you know, it wasn't like Kim doing something unintentionally funny. You were like, mm. this is funny. And it was. High five self. High five to you. <laughs> do you have any news or do you want to hear a bonkers movie i have literally no idea what the movie is um and i don't know what news i have i just um i'm really having a i'm really having a job and i love it and i'm gonna be going to visa for it and just life is amazing and wonderful and i'm so i'm sorry you're going where ibiza there you go (laughs) Mm. it's so exciting uh, June, yes, Ju- mid June. I want to say July. July. Oh, I'm June going is very soon. I'm going away in June, not you. Yeah, that's July. what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. Tell me what is. I have no idea. Tell me this movie. Cool. Well, this was suggested twice in our Sammy Stay Alive Facebook group. Interesting. Um. And it was suggested by Larry Brent and Maximilian Shrek Kennington. Okay. So I am doing the 1972 Horror Express. Oh, I don't even know what this is. 1972, it's, an oldie. Fun. It's an oldie. Um, and it's really bananas um and then i had a really fun cameo appear that um i could not figure out where i knew the person until i was talking to my parents about it and then had like the most fun realization of where i know this person from so i can't wait till we get there okay um and you're gonna have to wait with bated breath because he doesn't come in until the very fucking end so that's fine i'll forget um, about it in 30 seconds anyway and be re-surprised <laughs> yeah 
Um, so this is directed by Eugenio Martin. Martin, I think. The writers are Arnaud Dussault and Julian Zemay. Um, and it has some heavy hitters uh, in this from is the this 1970s. From, um, like a different uh, country? No, it's okay. not. I, 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 But you had the same thought that I did because as I started to see the credits roll and it was a lot of um, Italian or French names, I was yeah. like, is this going to be – is this going to – not be in English I'm so tired like I was so I was just like I'm so I'll do it but I'm so tired and then everyone was speaking English and I was very happy okay (laughs) so I think the references that I know for some of these people did you ever watch the uh Lord of the Rings movies I saw the first one and I was so confused when it was getting to close to the three hour mark. And I was like, wow, this movie doesn't feel like it's going to wrap up anytime soon. Like what I've been watching it for hours mm-hmm. and I really don't feel like this is going to just wrap itself up. And then nope. it just did. And it was too. And then it just did. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that that's what this was. <laughs> I had yeah. literally no idea that it was just one continuous thing. And then I never saw the rest. I'm so sorry. Well, I, d- I think that this person was in the first one, Christopher Lee. Um, is the main character and he plays like the the biggest bad guy of all the bads. I I knew you weren't going to know the reference, but Christopher Lee, big deal. Peter Cushing, big deal. And uh, my friend at the end, big deal. So here we go. My friend at the end. Yeah. Dead or Alive's Professor Saxton. Alive. Dr. Wells. Dead. Uh, Father Puhardov. Father Puhardov is alive. Countess. Countess is alive. Count. Count is alive. Inspector Detective. Inspector Detective is alive. Miss Jones. Miss Jones is dead. And my friend at the end. My friend at the end is alive. Okay. All right. Here we go. So. Old timey train. It's seventies, so we got like steam engine type vibes here. Okay, okay. Uh, train whistle, and we see Boot. exactly all aboard. <laughs> um, and it says Provincia de Sichuan, China, nineteen oh six, and we just see these like really gnarly mountainous crags, and we realize we are in. Snow space. Oh no! And you Major said nineteen oh six. Okay. Yeah. So we now are hearing dubbed over. So we had the train that was like happening during the credits. Now we're in another place. Now we have men walking through snow space into a cave. Okay. okay? And we hear a voiceover. That's Christopher Lee's voice, and he says the following. The following report to the Royal Geological Society by the undersigned Alexander Saxton is a true and faithful account of events that befell the society's expedition in Manchuria. As the leader of the expedition, I must accept responsibility for its ending and disaster, Mm. but I will leave it to the judgment of the honorable members, the decision as to where the blame for the catastrophe lies. Oh, no. Yeah. So... 
now we see men walking through um, snow space um, and they're going into a cave with flashlights and they're like flashlighting around and then they see frozen caveman skeleton ape. Eek. Literally caveman skeleton ape. Yeah. So it's like frozen, kind of decayed, ape-like, but also kind of skeletal because it's kind of decayed. Okay. Interesting. Uh, And also caveman vibes. Okay. I'm seeing the abominable snowman from like the little claymation reindeer things or Rudolph yeah things. I watched Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer claymation <laughs> but, Christmas but, special but decayed um not white um it's more it's more like early human ape-like kind of neanderthal kind of okay. vibes but scarier looking is neanderthal so, a way to say it or am that's I, how you say it I've been saying it wrong the whole time uh, I've, I heard a science person say Neanderthal. So I don't know if they were being, um, uh, uh, hearthy, hearth douchebaggy. Yeah. I don't know if they were being hearth douchebaggy or if it's pronounced <laughs> Neanderthal. So, but I feel like even if they were being like, either they were being hearth bag, hearth douchebaggy or correct. Either way, I should be saying Neanderthal. <laughs> yeah. I think hearth baggy is uh, the way to go. You accidentally yeah. said it, but I think that's that's hearth great. baggy, hearth baggy. Yeah, um, I like it. Neanderthal. Okay. Yeah, we'll post uh, more of it. <laughs> where are you going again, Ibiza? <laughs> that's actually <laughs> well. This might actually be as well. well that's why we'll I was asking. I really don't know. <laughs> yeah. So now we see that that a big crate is being carried out by the men who found this specimen and it's, you know, covered over with muslin, but it's a big locked crate. Okay. okay. So now we cut to another title card that says Pekin Concession Rusa. So it's China, Mm -hmm. but then there's a, there's also a Russian vibe happening. So I'm also kind of curious about what the connection between China and Russia was at this time, just because I really don't, know that part of the world's history because Americans um, don't value other countries' mm-hmm. history, but mm-hmm. it's fine. That is, so, yeah. of course, Mortem, that as well. 1906, uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, and we're in a cargo yard for the train. So it's like the, the train platform, and there's just all these giant boxes and crates and everything. And okay. um, a concerning amount of non-Chinese people in Chinese garb um, it is the 1970s, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. but uh, not not too many like of, offensive uh, Chinese stereotype portrayals. So that was good. But I was definitely like, mm, I forgot this. The 1970s. Mm-hmm. So so now we're inside and Dr. Saxton is talking to the conductor of the str- of the train and he's super pissed because he's like, I reserved a room. Like, what the fuck? And the conductor is like, I don't have your ticket. And just, like, kind of being a bitch. Then another guy comes in and he's like, Professor Saxton, how are you? And it's Dr. Wells. And he comes in with a woman named Miss Jones, who kind of reminds me of the little um, uh, exorcism lady from Poltergeist. Oh, I she's love just her. like kind of like a small, cute little lady. 
and her name is Miss Jones, and she's rather feisty. Mm. Um, we also see that Dr. Wells and Professor Saxton have a rivalry. It's like yes, palpable. I already sensed it. Yeah. And so Dr. Wells introduces uh, Saxton to Miss Jones, and he's like, this is Saxton. He dabbles in fossils and bones. And Saxton is just like, ugh, like rolls his eyes. And then Dr. Wells says, this is Mrs. Jones. She's my assistant. She's a a world-renowned bacteriologist. Really, really excellent. And Miss Jones looks up and says, he means for a woman. And I was like, "Ah, Miss Jones is (laughs) sassy. Good. Um, Saxton looks perturbed. Now we go back outside to the cargo yard. And we see that there is a man uh, who is guarding our crate, which we recognize from Snow Space. Lots of other crates there, but this one is um, very large and covered in white muslin. And another man walks up and starts kind of talking to the guard and sort of like points off. The guard kind of runs off and this man goes around and we see that he's trying to pick the lock of the crate. Mm-mm. Okay. So now we go back into the into the cart uh, car with Dr. Wells and Professor Saxton and Dr. Wells is talking to the conductor as well being like I'm going to need my two private cars and also three s- separate spaces for lots of crates or whatever. And the, the conductor is like, bitch, I know. I don't have all that space for you. Here's like your one car kind of thing. So now we go back outside and the guard comes back to the crate being like, there was nothing there. And he finds the thief dead. <gasps> okay. On the platform. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like covered over by something. And... They pull the muslin off, and his eyes are completely white. Hmm. Um, side note, the eye stuff that they did in this, because it was the 70s, they didn't have the, you know, the ability to, to do as much as we do now, actually made it scarier. Because I what love they practical did, effects. I just think yeah. they're awesome. So what they did was they clearly took, like, clay or whatever they use and put it over the eyes. Uh So the eyes looked more bulbous and further out Uh from the skull than, like, it should be. So anything with eyes in this, I was like, that's actually – I know likey. It's very creepy. (laughs) Um, Okay. So Thief is found dead. His eyes are completely white. Now we go back into – the conductor's car and Saxton is super pissed that he doesn't have a ticket, even though he made a reservation. So his solution is to throw everything onto the floor that was on the conductor's desk in a full blown temper tantrum. That's totally how you get what you want. It was so extra. I was just like, what the fucker because this isn't he's not like an overly emotional character right he just was like this is how i get what i want like it was so extra and stupid uh at that point the conductor's like what the fuck man and a soldier comes in and salutes professor saxton and Mm -hmm. is like i'm captain o'hagan 
General Wang told me to find you and to make myself useful. And suddenly the conductor is like, oh, I found your ticket right up my asshole. Here you go. Oh, Professor Saxton they were is important like, or something. Exactly. Basically, Professor Saxton just pulled a very L.A. don't you know who I am situation. One thousand percent. Which is yeah. up there with my least favorite situations. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, was- I don't know who you are. So sorry. Yeah, it was pretty gross. So now we go back outside and we see that there is a religious man. Um, his, uh, he's referred to on Wikipedia as the monk. His character name is Father Puhardov, but picture Rasputin. That's what he looks like. Okay. Okay. And he is praying over the dead thief. And a detective comes over and is like, what's going on here? And uh, Monk is like, oh, this thief is dead. And the fucking detective says he deserves to be dead because he's a thief. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like a high punishment. Yeah. And I was like, and you just came out and said it like you just. You didn't say that quietly behind closed doors. Like, you just said it out loud. That's mm-hmm. really rude. I don't think you should be a detective anymore. Mm-hmm. And someone is like, thief, what are you talking about? He's blind because of his eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's when they realize, like, no, he's he was one of, like, the most impressive thieves around here. He was definitely not blind. And that's how they realize, like, his eyes were turned this way oh. for some reason. He's one of the most impressive thieves in town. Good for him. Yeah. He's like really up there. Um, And so Saxton now comes by and the monk is like, your shit's haunted, bro. And people are like asking Saxton, like, what's in it? And he's like, specimens. Like, he's not Mm -hmm. giving any information. And then he's like, nothing a thief would care about. Like, sort of being like, nobody else tried to steal it. Nothing to be here. (laughs) Now that I see here, goodbye, see? And the monk is still, like, beating this, this is a haunted devil crate type of situation. So the monk takes a piece of chalk and he draws an X on the ground. Mm -hmm. And he says, there is no place for the cross where evil lies. So he draws it on the ground. Then he goes to the muslin of the crate and draws on there and the chalk doesn't show up. So he's like, see? Haunted. Was he drawing an X or a cross? He was drawing an X, but he said cross, which is how I knew that it was a cross. But it was a straight up X. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, And... So Saxton sees this and is obviously like, tricks, rubbish. And he tells him, he's like, put the crate on the train. (laughs) Do you like my old white man? I do. Thank you. Um, The monk is just like staring at it as they load it on. And he like crosses himself. So now we get back to inside the train. And Dr. Wells is in the cargo car, and he's like, I'm looking for crate C, like talking to the cargo boss. And at that point, 
Saxton's crate is loaded in as well. And we hear a bit of a growling sound from inside. So Saxton was like following the crate in, you know, so he like kind of listens, takes out a key, unlocks the crate. We hear a train whistle, meaning like we're about to leave. And he opens like the top part. So it's like you can kind of open like a face door. Hello. You know, Mm -hmm. but like it doesn't open the whole thing. Okay. And he just kind of like goes in. And he's like, yep, still frozen. Still dead. Great. I don't think specimens are supposed to be growly. No, they're not. And so he closes it back up. Train is leaving the station. Wells comes over to him now. They're still in the cargo yard. And uh, he is like, what you got in there? And Saxton is like, none ya. <laughs> and and he and Wells is like, but I heard something. And Saxton is like, you're mistaken. Like he's just mm-hmm. not having mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So at this point, while they're being like, I heard something. No, you didn't. A dame walks in. Hey. And she is uh, a beautiful countess carrying a white poodle. <gasps> and she's like, Do you have a safe for my valuables? You know, that kind of Mm -hmm. voice that we have. I want to be a countess. You are. Thank you. I just crowned you a countess right now. Oh, I forgot that I'm a, what am I of Ireland? A lady. I'm a lady. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're a lady of Ireland. But you could be a countess of your home. You're a a countess of your apartment. Thank you. I'm a lady of Ireland. I'm going to drink me pee. I love it so much. I wish I could just play it on repeat. <laughs> um, so she's in the cargo place because she's like, I need a safe for my valuables, my mm-hmm. jewels. And the poodle is like whining at the crate. Oh, oh no. So she's like, what's in the crate, boys? My, my poodle doesn't like it. And uh, Saxton sees how pretty she is. So he's a little bit nicer, but he's like, nothing that would interest Alinka, the poodle. And then they, like, flirt about their respective countries, you know, that it's like, I love England. I love Poland. You know, whatever, flirting. (laughs) And then she, like, mentions her husband. And we're like, oh, shoot. Or we're not. Saxton. Saxton's right. boner. No, was just I like, mean, I, I had hope for them, too. We're all, we're yeah. all Seth. Yeah. So, all of us. Um, dog is still nervous. Um, and he's like, uh, she keeps being like, my dog, like, is definitely sensing something. So, like, what's up? And he's like, oh, nothing. Let me take you back to your car and not show you what's inside. So he, like, escorts her back to her car. So they're walking back through the train hall mm-hmm. and and this really made me want to ride a train like where like we have our own private car. Like some of these private cars had like pianos in it and chandeliers. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know if they like, do trains like that anymore. Well, think- they don't. They're not like steam engines, but um, my friends Deanna and Patricia like took a train across country. I mean, I know that so trains really cool. exist. <laughs> I know they still no, do they trains. Still trains. I know they still do trains. I've I've ridden one. 
uh, fairly yeah. recently. Uh, well, you know, in the in in the most recent what is years. recent? Yeah, and um, you know, but it was just like a a basic situation. I don't know if they're that fancy anymore. But I there is supposed to be like a fancy one that you can take to Santa Barbara. I think right. Yeah, and I think that that you can't like if you're doing like an overnight situation, they do have trains that have like private cars mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. I'll be requesting one with a chandelier. Mm-hmm. And a hearth. Please. And then the hearth, fucking train please. catches on fire. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so walking back through the hall, and uh Saxton looks down at the ground and he sees this teeny tiny little figure about this big color a bone and uh it's a chess piece so he goes into the car outside of which he found the piece and he's like missing something and it's a guy playing chess and so he's like oh yeah and so they kind of start talking and we learn that chess guy is uh is a scientist and an engineer and he's like by the way i was on the platform when that whole thing with the chalk and the monk went down I picked up the chalk and I just want you to know, like, this chalk is real because um, I'm a scientist. I'm a chalk scientist mm-hmm, and I'm telling you it's mm-hmm. real. Explain yourself. And like he wasn't being like like aggressive. He was more just being like, that was weird. Right. Um, Saxton is uh, Saxton's a jerk. He's the main character, but he's a 1970s privileged white male character i see yeah because he starts being like uh he starts being like oh foreigners with their hypnosis and their yoga mystics can be very convincing and i'm like what do you think yoga is oh that's problematic what really problematic yeah and he's like they can even hypnotize themselves and then like leaves in a huff Okay. okay so Let's head back to the cargo car, shall we? We're in the cargo car, and Wells is there with the cargo boss, whatever mm-hmm. his job title mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. I run the cargo car. And Wells says to him, if someone were to drill a hole in Professor Saxton's crate, <laughs> I'd be grateful. What? <laughs> and hands him a coin. Question okay. one, as the cargo boss, what do you do and what does cargo boss do? Look, I know this game. I get your coin, but your one coin that I could then get fired for and I lose all of my coins from my job, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. ain't worth it, bud. So okay. I'm going to be like, thanks, but no thanks. I don't drill holes into people's belongings, you weirdo. Yeah. My job is to literally guard people's belongings. <laughs> yeah. Not damage them. Um, yeah. I guess he does. Yeah. Double ding. Starting it off with a double ding. You are starting it off with a double ding. So now we go back and we go into Wells's car. And a woman comes in to his car and is like, help me. And he's like, what? So now we cut to Saxton, who's looking for his car, and he goes into a number seven, let's say, and he's like, is this number eight? And the woman in that car says, no, 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 Dr. Wells is next door. 
So now we go back to Wells's car and the woman that walked in is crying and being like, I need help. At that point, Saxton comes in and is like, oh, this is my car. And Dr. Wells is like, no, it's not. Turns out they're sharing a car. Uh Uh-oh. You guys got to share a car. Got to play nice now, boys. Got to play nice. And then also this woman is like, also, I don't have a ticket, but I can make it worth your while. And I'm going to take the bottom bunk. Oh, my. So she's just like, I live here now. Like, no fucks given. And (laughs) the guys were both just kind of like, well, I guess she's here. I don't know. How many beds are there? It appears two. So somebody's sharing a twin. Okay. For sure. Um, I don't know what happens in those twin train bunk beds, but it looks like it's going to get frisky. So now we cut to back to the cargo car. And our man, Cargo Boss, is screwing a hole in the crate. And he looks inside the little peephole. Mm -hmm. And there's Caveman Skeleton Ape. And he's like, okay, that's what's in it. So he walks away. Mm -hmm. We now see that I don't remember the hole being bigger than a peephole. But the next thing I wrote is that a hand reaches out. Of the crate. Okay. So either I missed something or the movie said, we need the hand to reach out. So let's do that. Um, Hand reaches out, ape hand, hairy kind of whatever, and grabs something. Can't see anything. Like it's just the hand. Kind of grabs something Mm -hmm. on the table. And it's it's a nail. And we see the hand kind of like bend the nail. So he's really strong. Strong hand. And uses it to pick the lock. Oh, smart hand, too. It's a smart hand. Yeah. Smart, strong hand. Smart, strong hand. So the cargo guy now hears the lock being picked and turns around. But it's really, really dark. All the lights are out. um, And he tries to, like, pull the chain before – because basically, like, the lock – locks a chain around the thing so he sees that the chain is kind of being like pulled in Mm because it was unlocked so he's trying to like hold the chain so that it um whatever's inside doesn't come out and he's looking inside and we see that it's the face of the ape man but the eyes are red and glowing Mm -hmm. and we look back at the cargo boss's face and his (gasps) Eyes, ears, nose, and mouth start bleeding. Ah! And then his eyes go all white and bulge out of his head. Ah, no. Wow. No one to watch the cargo now. Just from seeing it, eh? Mm-hmm. I thought they were getting, like, scared to death. Nope. Just seeing it. And so the creature then opens the crate. He's out. Cut to... Alinka, the poodle, whining. She doesn't like the energy of this train. Mm -mm. We are in the Count and Countess's car. So it's the most fancy. Uh, Chandelier, piano, beautiful accoutrement, vintage. Sounds lovely. Truly, truly gorgeous. And we learn that the monk from the beginning is the spiritual advisor to the Count and Countess. Right. And the monk is trying to be like, There is evil on this train. 
and Count and Countess are like, what should I wear tonight? <laughs> like, just not vibing mm-hmm. with his mortal doom. And the monk is like, why won't you care about this? And the Count is like, our mortal souls are your concern. Like, he's like, <laughs> we hired you to, to worry. take care of our souls. <laughs> yeah. So that we can just, That's hilarious. you know, our money. And I was like, should I get one of those? Hilarious. No, yeah. you just take care of that for us. Thank you. Yeah, that would be great. So the Countess kind of laughs or something. Or maybe the Countess is the one who says, that's why we have you around. And the monk looks at her and says, I forbid you to talk this way. Oh. And the Countess turns to him and goes, um, forbid? Like, she's like, who you talking to? Uh-huh. And uh, the count comes in and is like, you're super out of line, bruh. And so the monk is like, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. My concern for her spiritual welfare made me forget myself. I will pray for humility. I feel like that's a good spiritual advisor who's going to be like, tell you how it is. You don't need just yes people around you all the time. Yeah, and I'm also like, if he's your spiritual advisor, but you're not going to listen to anything he says, then, like, why are you wasting your money? Yeah, if you need someone to take care of your soul, then you should listen to them. I sort of think that they think that his jam is, like, they can do all of the um, soul reckless stuff, and he'll just kind of, like, dump holy water on them. on it, kind of, and and it'll be fine. Sure. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So now we have a shot. Of the train going through snow space. Uh, We now see that the detective from the platform who, you know, was detectivizing the dead thief is on the train and he finds the bent nail. Saxton and Wells come in and they're like, what happened to the baggage man? And they're like, we don't have any idea. Like he's gone. We don't know where he is. And Wells is like, well, uh, maybe he uh, wanted to see what was in the crate. I can't imagine why. (laughs) And Saxton is like, what? And like, all weird. And they're like, but it's all locked up again. So the whole, the crate is all locked up. Like nothing (gasps) happened. Okay. Yeah. So Saxton uh, is still trying to tell people like, what is in the crate is none of your beeswax. You can't know what's in the crate. <laughs> and the detective is like, in order to detectivize, I need to know what's in the crate. So he's like, open it. Saxton takes the key out, throws it out the window. Oh, shit. Like, your move, bitch. But like, bro, aren't you going to want it eventually? <laughs> like, throws it out the window. Yeah, he's a short-sighted What fellow. about when we get to where we want to go? Yeah. So he throws key out the window, and the detective is like, okay, and calls a guard over, and is like, why don't you use your axe, your guard axe, oh, damn, to okay. chop the lock open? And Saxton goes to be like, no, but they, like, hold him back. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they get it open. We're going to see what's inside. And it's. The baggage cargo man. Yep. White eyes. And they're like, no! And Saxton is like, shit. 
So now we know that they're like, so what was in the crate before? Like, now you've got to tell us yeah. because what the fuck. And Saxton is basically like, it's part ape, part man, lived two million years years ago, and, you know, it's re- going to revolutionize science, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, are you saying a fossil did this? <laughs> it's a Neanderthal, if you will. A Neanderthal. <laughs> Question two. Uh, what do they decide to do collectively and what do you decide to do collectively? So just to clarify, what do they do collectively? As far as you know, you have a murderous ape man fossil on the train now somewhere. Um, I think they're collectively going to go look for him. Okay. Um, my thoughts are to either... Uh, look for him and use the poodle as like a hunter uh-huh. or lock myself in a car until we get to where we need to be and then be like, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just don't know which is uh, the better choice. Um, I'm going to give you one and a half points for... Um, I love the idea of asking the poodle to find it, but obviously being protective of the poodle. And then also, like, staying in your car and locking it and not coming out until we get to our destination. They do go and look for it, so I gave you a half point. But they also say, keep it quiet. We don't want to panic the passengers. Mm -hmm. So they're basically like, we have to act like everything's normal. Yeah, sure. So now we cut to seeing, like, soldiers. I guess it's, like, the soldier from the beginning that was, like, Professor Saxon. Mm, oh, right, because he was on his team. Yeah, and so, like, that's why there's soldiers there. I'm just now, like, putting that together in real time. And so they're, like, just checking on all the passengers to make sure they're asleep and make sure there's no, like, um, giant murderous ape fossils in any of their cars. Mm, great. So we now see that a guard passes a car that had two little children sleeping in it and as the guard passes the ape man comes out of the closet in the child's room oh no after it's been checked and the girl kind of the little girl kind of like makes a sound but like a sleepy sound like she's mm-hmm. not awake like mm-hmm. she's just like whatever mm-hmm. and we see the ape like put his hand like about to put it over her face to be like quiet child and we see that the guard was like what was that and kind of like is gonna go look but then it's like "Mm, i didn't hear anything walks away and we see the ape hand be like okay never mind i don't need to kill this child we don't really know what the ape was gonna do okay um so that guard goes and then another guard comes checking around the corner and he's like, I heard something. Strangled by the ape thing. <gasps> the first guard hears the scream and goes to investigate and finds white, white bulgy eyes. eyes guard. Yeah. Okay. And the door to the train into snow space open and snow blowing in. Okay. So he's like, oh, it left the train. It's gone. Okay. Okay. So now we cut to Wells with 
his companion, the woman who was like, I sleep in your car now. (laughs) And they're sitting at dinner in the dinner car. And Wells is kind of like off in his own world. And then this bitch, I love her so much. She goes, my glass is empty. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes, queen. Queen after my own heart. And Dr. Wells says, oh, forgive me. My mind was elsewhere. And she says, where? And he's like, can't tell you. She's like, meh. So now, chess guy comes over, who's also a scientist, engineer man, remember? And he sits down next to the companion. Chalk scientist. Chalk scientist, yeah. Sits down next to the companion, and he's like, I know you. Oh. And she's like, no, you don't. And he's like, I saw you at a ball in Russia or something. She's like, nope, you didn't. I wasn't at the ball where you saw me. Nope. Okay. And he's like, okay. And then we're distracted or he's distracted because the waiter brings over a giant like plate of fish, but it's like a full fish with the eyeball still fucking in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the eyeball is all white. (gasps) Oh, no. And it like reminds uh, Dr. Wells of the white eyes. And he's like, eye is white and chess guy is like well yeah they boiled it it's like boiled it so now the detective comes over to dr wells and he's like you're a doctor right and dr wells says after dinner (laughs) (laughs) and detective is like no it's an emergency and he's like the guard that has white eye the guard has white eyes too like this other guard that was killed has white eyes too and we need to find out cause of death like lickety split okay so the the doctor's like okay fine so wells then goes over to mrs jones miss jones and says i need help miss jones looks at the hot young lady companion and she goes well at your age i'm not surprised (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Zing. Zing-a-ling. And Dr. Wells is like, uh, what an autopsy. <laughs> Should I add um blustering old white yes. man to my resume? I like oh. want to impersonate it. I don't think I can move my lips that way. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're smiling too much. Uh, it's true. You can't do it if you're smiling. Um, so now we cut to the autopsy room, which is also the cargo room, you know, of course. And they're examining the white eyed guard and Ms. Jones is like genetic defect. Like they're just like, why are his eyes white? And did they not see the thief? They did, but they're just like, they don't know why people's eyes yeah it's okay. not it can't be a genetic defect if that it happened three of them yeah happened yeah just gotten it uh they're just you know they're grasping at straws okay and okay. also kim miss jones is a woman right oh, excuse me yeah so like, <laughs> 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 yeah so uh, dr well D- yeah dr wells is like scalpel 
And Miss Jones hands him a scalpel and he starts slicing the forehead, right? Like, you know, so it's going to be like a Pez top kind of head. And (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? So that's all we see. We like see that he's starting to cut into the head. Yeah. Now we cut back to Professor Saxton's car and he's eating all by himself, Uh, which I thought was funny because like he's sharing a car with Dr. Wells and he's like. I'll eat in the car if you're eating in the dining room. <laughs> um, and so the countess comes in and she's like, are you in a bad humor because you've lost your box of bones? I was like, <laughs> I like you. I don't know why, but I like you. And Professor Saxton says, that box of bones could revolutionize science. And now the countess loses me because she then says, because uh, he says something about it could, like, prove evolution. She's like, evolution is immoral. And I'm like, and you lost me. Immoral. <laughs> what? Yeah. And Professor Saxton comes in and says, it's a fact. And there's no morality in a fact. Did you hear that, current day? <laughs> I have to say I agree <laughs> with you on this <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Exactly. We're Team Saxton now. So uh, a lot of flip like, going on in this one. Though. <laughs> there is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's like, your your creature is responsible for the deaths. And Professor Saxton goes, probably. Uh, okay, great. OK. Oof. But also I'm like, here's my thing. I'm like, you think that probably this frozen two million year old fossil ape is responsible for thrice deaths now and your soup's chill about it soup's chill and she kind of picks up on that as well and she's like and you don't care and he says now now we're 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 gonna be off team saxton again we're flipping and flopping all over the place because he says a baggage man and a baggage man and a thief (gasps) Oh, no. You're right. I don't care as much as I should. Ew, fuck you. Yeah. So what now we're back on Team Countess. Piece of garbage. Yeah. Gosh, I'm getting fucking motion sickness, all those flip flopping. Right? <laughs> so now we're back to the autopsy room, and we've taken the top of his skull off to get the Pez out, and uh, his brain is smooth as a baby's butt. Weird. Now, I know you're not a doctor, so let the resident doctor tell you our brains are supposed to be wrinkly. <laughs> not supposed to look like that? Is it the color of, of a brain? It's a color of a brain. But smooth. But smooth. What? Like it had way too much Botox. What? It's a Botoxed brain. I think that's filler, probably. I don't know. Filler. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't fucking so, know. <laughs> so I am going to be postmorteming this because I think this is correct. I feel like I remember hearing this fact like in the recesses of my brain, but I want to research it mainly because I just like researching brains. But uh, d- uh, Dr. Wells is like memory and learning have been removed from this brain. It's the synapses – making connections 
that cause our brains to be wrinkly. What? Which memory I'm sure and is true. learning make our brains wrinkly. Yes. Fascinating. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's true. So I will be doing a deep dive for you for that one. I'm so interested in that because then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, what about people who are like losing their memory, like dementia and stuff? Is that a way they That's, tell us because your brain becomes smoother? Their brain looks like Swiss cheese. Their brain looks – people who have dementia, their brain looks similar to people who have had mad cow disease. Oh. hmm Don't worry. I'm okay. going to give you a whole full, br- I, full I can't brain lesson. This. I can't wait for brain school. That's going to be Yeah, fun. and I'm sure I'm sure I'll be able to cover everything we need to in our 40 minute postmortem. I'm sure it'll be <laughs> yeah. everything there is to know. Um if you're not already a patron, go join our Patreon and you'll listen you can see our postmortems. You're going to learn about brains. Same. Um so <laughs> Oh, I I'm losing it. You're getting it. You're getting better at it. I'm getting worse I'm at it. I'm stealing it from you. You are. You're sucking it out of me. So now we cut to cut back to Wells. He's left the autopsy cargo room and they're getting ready for bedtime. And uh, he's sharing the bathroom with the companion. So like he comes in, he's like, all yours, like to the Mm -hmm. bathroom, the bathroom. They have to go out of their car. So it's like a shared space. Okay, And uh she goes to go into the bathroom, but a guard is starting to walk by and we see that she's like kind of nervous mm-hmm. because she has no ticket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she makes a show of like opening and shutting the bathroom door and waits for the guard to leave. Then she goes in to the cargo autopsy area, mm-hmm. turns on a light and pulls out her cosmetic bag, which she was taking into the bathroom, and a piece of paper, and she starts opening the safe with all the jewels in it. Oh, shit. Who's the fucking most notorious thief in town now, bruh? It's this bitch. So the creature... We see his red eye watching her through a shelf of some kind. He's watching her do this whole thing. She opens it and she takes out the countess's like red velvet bag that we saw before um, that we're led to believe has jewels in it and aped. (laughs) She's aped and she's dead and her eyes are white bulges. Dead. So, uh, what I gleaned now was, remember when Chess Guy was like, I've seen you before. Um, she's an international spy, is what we learn. Uh, okay. It was not said to me. I just had to figure that out on my own from Wikipedia and not from a, not other a things. Thief? Well, I guess sometimes as an international spy, you have to do some thievery, is what oh, I'm getting. Okay. But she's got a lot of knowledge in her old brain noodle up there. Oh, so if someone's taking your memory. And you're learning. You're learning. Her brain is real wrinkly. Uh-oh. So we now cut back to Dr. Wells, who's knocking on the bathroom door, being like, are you okay? 
and no answer. Back to the ape, he picks up the bag of jewels or valuables or whatever. Wells now goes into the cargo <gasps> autopsy place. Yes? Oh, I just realized why he had such a strong, smart hand. Why? Because he killed the thief, and so he took the thief's stuff, skills. Uh-huh. Skills. So. Interesting. So, okay, sorry. He picks up the bag of jewels? Yeah, we just see, like, his ape hand pick up a bag of jewels. Okay. Bag of what we assume is jewels. Oh, okay. Wells now, go, go, now Wells now goes back into the cargo autopsy land and he's like looking around and he's grabbed by yeah. an ape hand. And at that point, the detective luckily comes around the corner and shoots the ape fossil. Oh, shit. And we see that the ape fossil is like slowly dying and the detective is staring at it. And then his nose starts to bleed a little bit. The detective's nose. And we have the big red eye of the ape man. And the detective shoots it again. And the ape dies. And the detective also falls to the ground. Oh, shit. The guards take the detective away. He's not like, he's just kind of like, and Saxton comes in and sees all the commotion. So now we cut to the detective and he's convalescing in his bed. Uh, And we see that he like kind of takes his hand and is like looking at it. And at that point, Saxton comes in and is like, are you feeling better? And this is where we learn the chess player told me she's an international spy. So the detective Mm -hmm. is like, the chess player told me she's an international spy. And, uh, or no, I guess the chess player told Saxton she's an international spy. And then he says, did that have anything to do with it, basically? Mm-hmm. And the detective, like, doesn't really say anything. And Saxton says her brain was smooth, too. So they did a autopsy real fucking quick, smooth mm. brain. And then the de- detective says, uh, I'm just a dumb cop. Okay. Okay. Saxton is like, what if that thing is absorbing memory and info through the eyes? If it sucked your brain, uh, it would have been as smart as you. Um, sorry, the detective says that to prof- to Professor Saxton, being like, oh, if it had sucked your brain, it would have been as smart as you. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, Professor Saxton is then like, oh, yeah, Professor Spy, baggage man, thief. Like he's kind of like putting it together, like how he got this knowledge, exactly what you put together. Mm -hmm. And he then goes, well, how would it ever die then? Because it just keeps jumping into other people's sort of like like uh, accumulating more Mm -hmm. information. Mm -hmm. A guard then comes in. And it's like this bag of jewels was with the creature because, you know, the ape man creature they shot, killed, it's dead. And the detective is like, those are the count's jewels. And Saxton says, 
how did you know who that belonged to? Mm-hmm. And detective <laughs> says, I, I saw him put it into the safe. Mm-hmm. Saxton knows that the detective was not there when the safe, when the jewels were put into the safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. So, interesting indeed. Yes. So now, uh, we're in the count and countess car, okay? Mm-hmm. And the count is telling them what was in the bag. It was not jewels. It's a big, like, brick of steel. And okay. he's like, he's like, it's not jewels. It's a material harder than diamond. Oh. And he says the spy wanted it for, you know, Spy things. Spy shit. Sure, sure, sure. And the Count says, but it's no good without the formula. And that's safe with me. No, it's in your brain. No. It's in your brain, wrinkles. No. And the Countess is like, is the spy dead? And somebody says, yep. The monk then pops up and is like, the beast is not dead. And the detective turns to the monk and is like, I put four bullets in it. And the monk is like, the unholy one is among us. At that point, the detective looks at a candle and the candle goes out. And then the detective looks at like an old religious icon painting. Mm-hmm. You know, those like ones where they're like, Ketrin's mm. <laughs> doing like a, a tilted <laughs> head with wide eyes and like, Two fingers pointing out? Uh, yeah, like and- old religious icons that are gilded. <laughs> they look crazy. Okay. Um, anyway, that thing falls I thought to the I ground. knew what you meant until you impersonated it, and then I didn't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I made you know it less. I, yeah. got, I, I actually smoothed out a wrinkle <laughs> that you thought was there. Took <laughs> <laughs> okay, it right out of me, brain. Yeah. Okay, so that icon falls to the wall. Falls to the ground. Okay. So now we cut to Saxton, Wells, Jones in the dining car, which is also where eye dissections happen under microscope. Because what they have on a straight up dinner plate is the eyeball (laughs) of the the ape man. Oh, the ape eyeball. Oh. Yeah. Uh, So one thing that became clear was, like, I think just one of his eyes glowed red. And then the other one was, like, kind of a more normal-ish looking eye. Mm -hmm. One glowed red. One was more normal-ish. Because the eyeball on the plate just looks like a big eyeball. Like, it doesn't look red or anything. Okay. Okay. So I'm not quite sure about that, but whatever. So they're extracting fluid from the eye and putting it under a microscope on the dining table and it was i mean they went for it close up on the eye needle and they actually was like (laughs) gross yeah they were like let's get some foley for some eye smushing and so this is where i was like okay this movie is bananas because they put the fucking blood under the microscope and they look under the microscope. They see an image 
of the last person that the creature saw. So it's literally like a portrait <laughs> in the blood of the detective. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. And they're like, its brain is in the eye. Okay. Its brain is in the eye. Okay. Yes. So now we go back to the autopsy room and we see a hairy hand uncovering the spy woman and then uncovering the ape. Okay. Who are both on two tables, two autopsy tables that they, you know, just okay. have on the train. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're like, but whose ape hand is that? Because yeah. the ape is on the table. So now we get back to the microscope and uh, we're able to just kind of go into the eye again, pull out some more fluid and see, and see, see what else is in the brain. Saw. Great. That's so convenient. So now we just see a really clear picture of a brontosaurus <laughs> in the blood. Oh, shit. And then the next slide, it's a pterodactyl. Oh, my God. Dudes live since dinosaurs. Yeah. I love it. And uh, he just has like a nice little photo album in his eye blood, you know, that he can just kind of scroll through. I love that it's like detective, the last thing he saw, and then dinosaurs immediately after. (laughs) Exactly. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess they're just kind of poking around in that eye. Like, what are we going to get? Different I guess. Sure. Yeah. So... Now we cut to the countess and she's like walking around and she kind of like looks over her shoulder like she feels like she's being followed or something. And she goes into the microscope room, otherwise known as the dining hall. And they they really aren't super into like blocking off crime scenes. Like mm-hmm. they're not really into like, you know, don't disturb the crime scene. I guess that came later. This it is really 1906. Did. Um, because she comes in, they're like, Come take a look in the microscope. (laughs) (laughs) And when she looks in, though, you would be like, "Fuck yes, I'm in." If a fucking autopsy detective was like, "Do you want to take a look?" I would just immediately keel over and die (laughs) of happiness, and then I'd be on the autopsy table. Um. So she goes and looks in. And they and what she sees in her blood scrapbook is an image of the Earth from space. <gasps> what? He's yeah. in space. We don't know. So the Countess is then like, yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. But the passengers are scared, and they're like, well, the threat is gone. Like I, you know, the ape man is on the table. Mm-hmm. And she, oh, I guess this is when she looks in because then she's like, and what about your evolution science? And he's like, look for yourself. And that's when she sees the earth. And, mm-hmm. and I was sort of like, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're trying to, I don't know that that, that this, this proves evolution. Proves evolution. <laughs> I like, I, I appreciate, I think it <sighs> proves Space travel more than I, evolution. <laughs> yeah, it proves it proves sure. something, <laughs> and that something is not evolution. Um, so, 
<laughs> she sees the earth and everyone's able to make this jump very quickly. Like they're all able to be like it. The, it, the image is what it lasts. Like they're just able to do this. Uh-huh. So she's like, monk, come on in and take a look at this. And he looks in and he's like, it's the holy writ on the second day he created earth. Where did you get that? And they're like, from the creature's eyeball. And he's like, it's the eye of Satan. And they're like, nonsense. And he's like, okay, so then what's your scientific explanation, Dr. Professor? And he's like, well, I don't know yet, but I will. And the monk starts going, and he's like, mm-mm, before Satan was banished, he looked down at the earth from the throne of God. And he would have seen the earth from space. Interesting. Okay. Again, we're making a lot of leaps. Okay. Okay. We're making a lot of informational leaps. Okay. With not a lot of evidence to back it up. Okay. Dr. Detective. Nope. None of those people. Professor mm-hmm. Saxton mm-hmm. is like rubbish. <laughs> 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 and now... All the lights go ah! out. They come back on. Huh? The monk is gone. Oh, no. And so is the eyeball. Mm-hmm. And they're like looking all over for him. And Miss Jones says, he's gone mad. And Miss Jones is like, I'll look for him in the baggage car. And I was like, no, don't go by yourself. Don't go by yourself. So she goes in and she's examining the crate. You know, just like, what are some clues in here? And we see that the detective is watching her from a hiding spot. She kind of like lifts the autopsy cloth off of the ape. Hand on shoulder! And the detective says, are you looking for a thief, Miss Jones? And she's like, she's like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm looking for the monk. And if you get that eye... I'll give you a thousand rubles. It's got a picture of the earth in prehistoric times and earth from space. And he says, who else saw it? And she names off everybody that fucking saw it. And we see that he now takes his other hand out of his pocket and it's an ape hand. And he very slowly forecast that he is about to put his hand over her mouth so she can't scream and kill her very slowly so that we don't miss a single beat and he's got his terrifying red eyes now this is where it was really scary remember how he said like they put basically like clay over it so it's like his eyes were too far out from his skull and it was really creepy and they were red and I it was scary and so poor Miss Jones no. Is white eyed. God damn it. And as Miss Jones is white eyed, the monk crawls out from behind something and he's got the eyeball and he's like, Take pity on me and hands the detective the eye. And the detective just looks at the monk with disgust and burns it in a fully functional and alight fire that's in the cargo. Space. Burns the eyeball? Burns the eyeball. Okay. And didn't see the fire before, didn't see it after, but it was there right when he needed it hey, to burn that eyeball. When you're Satan, you can create fire anywhere, anytime. 
you know what? You're so right. Didn't even think of that. Satan science, as Mm -hmm. we call it. So the monk then says to the detective after he burns it, he's like, are you going to kill me? And the detective says, there's nothing in your head of any use. Oh, Oh, shit. Burn. He started another fire with that burn. (laughs) Double fire. (laughs) So in comes Saxton and Wells and the Countess and a guard. And they find the detective in there. And the detective is like, another death. I just found Miss Jones. And they're like, oh, no. So now we cut to the passengers in a panic. Does and they're he all, always have an ape hand? He's like hiding it? It's like in his pocket He hides or it in his pocket. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so he's gesturing with just, oh, I just found her with okay. just the one hand. Okay. And so now we cut to the passengers and they're in a panic now. Like word has gotten out. Too many people have died. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, we need to get off the train. And the detective is like, I'll shoot anyone who tries to stop. This Eek. train. Saxton and Wells. Please don't. <laughs> please don't. Please let me off. I mean, honestly, hashtag yeah. defend the police. You're, you, right? you, your power has gotten away from you. Yes. So Saxton and Wells are just there talking, not able to get off the train. And we see that the detective is looking at the four of them and replaying what Jones said of like, these are the people that saw the eyeball. This guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. So everyone's like, is the creature dead or not? Like, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Who killed Mrs. Jones? Blah, blah, blah. And the detective is, you know, just being like, I'm going to detectivize it. Whatever. We now see that the detective goes into... The conductor car. I don't really know what this guy's job is. He's not quite the conductor, but like he basically is like Morse coding something. So like he would be the one who would like send a message to the next station okay. being like, we're coming. Sure, the or, Morse code guy. Okay. Yeah. Or we're on fire or oh, right, right, right. we just had a bunch of people murdered or right. whatever. Right, 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 right. And so detective goes in, sees that this guy is typing a message, rips the paper out, balls it up. And kills him. Oh, shit. We then see that he, like, opens the window. And at that that point, the monk comes in. And he's like, tell me who you are. I'll serve you. And I'm like, what? Talk about flip-flopping, bro. You just gave me fucking whiplash, man of God. What? Literally? You literally think this is, like... Satan himself. Yeah. And you are now like, I will serve you. What the fuck is happening? Meet Satan once and is like, I'm your servant now. Wow. Mm hmm. So, quite the pull. Quite, quite the energetic pull. That's it. Yes. So, Detective cannot be bothered with the monk. He thinks the monk is stupid. The monk is like, please de-wrinkle my brain and the detective is like no thank you and i think he throws the morse code guy out the window i think i kind of see him doing something but it cuts away and he just pushes past the monk like doesn't even say anything just pushes (laughs) past and the monk just quietly says i want to help you as he walks away (laughs) 
monk is just like being nagged. And that's yes! why he's like, like, it's like Satan wants everyone on this train except for you, which immediately mm-hmm. makes him be like, but, 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 but. Yes, that is exactly what is happening. <laughs> he read Neil Strauss's The Game yeah. and is totally using it on the monk. He, he really is. I mean, he probably took, you know, their, he, he smoothed their brains, I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. You he's like, I don't need to burns. read. Smooth all your brains and figured it out. Yeah. So now we cut to Wells, Saxton, Count, and Countess, and they're all trying to figure it out. It's okay. And they're in one of their cars, I think Saxton's car, and they're like, we need to check all the passengers to like see who is possessed by the ape now. And they're like, but what do we check for? And they're like, disease? Fever? White, like, what do we mm-hmm, check for? Mm-hmm. And they're like, white eyes? Or, like, your eyes going what? Like, you know. Yeah. So then we just have, like, a montage of, like, magnifying glasses looking at a, at everybody's eyeballs. Okay. Okay. And, I mean, they're, listen. They have not encountered this before. Uh, they're you know, just trying I, of course, to none of figure us it out. None of us have. None of them are Satan scientists, you know. It's, um. They're on a train. They don't have all the resources. It's a pickle that they're in. Sure, sure, sure. So then we get to the detective and they're like, okay, detective, your turn. Give me your eyeballs. And something like gets distracted or whatever. And they don't. And no, no, no. They're like, give me your eyeballs. So we put the magnifying glass up to the detective's eyeballs. Normal. Nothing. Oh, okay. Nothing there. Great. great. So, well, not great. Well, not great. Yeah. Um, great for him. And so, great for the detective. Yeah. Great for Satan. And so, chess guy is like, I mean, should we use like invisible rays or X rays or something? And at this point, the detective says, "Are you a scientist?" And chess man is like, "Yep." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, how?" Then they're like, "How would we find an X ray machine on the train?" And I was like. Touche. I mean, maybe with the autopsy. You seem to have everything else here. (laughs) Yeah. And Saxton tells the detective, he's like, inform the passengers that they must stay in at least pairs and no one is to be left alone. Great. Smart. That's at least that. So now we cut to Saxton and he's coming into the conductor car where the Morse code was happening Mm -hmm. alone. I was like, didn't (gasps) you just literally just. Yeah. But Kim. Yeah, right. He's a white man. Rules. And And so he finds the balled up piece of paper that had a message on it that the Morse code guy Ooh, was yeah, writing in the Yeah. Yeah. What does it say? And he also sees the open window. And I was like, the devil doesn't really like clean up his mess very well. Like <laughs> Yeah. You're Left leaving a lot, a lot of, clues, of clues, buddy. Behind yeah. For the amount of brain knowledge you got in there. Yeah. I guess he didn't get any, like, cleanup skills. Because probably these are all rich people who have servants and they don't have cleanup wrinkles <laughs> in their there brain. You go. I bet. So next, uh, he he sees that they were trying to contact the next station. So 
we now see the next station. It is not a station. It is a snow space shack. It is a a shoddy, shoddy shack covered in snow. And they are receiving a message inside of the shoddy, shoddy snow snack. (laughs) Snow snack. (laughs) And... uh, the guy who's reading it is like, the train will be here in 14 minutes, boss. And they're like, they say that there's a murder on the train. And then someone from like underneath a fur blanket is like, <laughs> what train? <laughs> and I was like, that face. <gasps> oh, here he I've is. seen that face before. It? Why do I know that face? Okay. So we, I haven't figured out who the face is yet. You're going to figure it out with me. Okay. But I could tell, I was like, they hired this guy to choose some scenery. I can feel it. Like they, this is like a, like a, a, a guest appearance or like an appearance where like the audience went, hey, because yeah, yeah. they had him like kind of uncover his eyes and like turn. I was like, like surprise. Guy, yeah. This guy is a surprise. Who, who is he? Okay. okay. So surprise guy is like, what train? And uh, little guy's like, it doesn't say in words, Your Honor, but in code. And we see that our friend has like a girl under the fur blanket as well. Oh, my. I mean, they really, they were telling us who this, who they needed us to know this fellow to be like very quickly. Like the audience is still applauding at this Mm -hmm, point mm -hmm, for who this is. mm -hmm. And uh, he then says... I know telegraphs, little papa. I know about trains. I know about electrical currents. On your feet, everybody. Outside, full pack. That's the end of my Russian accent. Sorry, quotation marks, oh, Russian okay. accent. I'm glad you explained what it was supposed to be. Great, great, great. Listen, bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> you didn't know my what accent it was. <laughs> So he then <laughs> says to little little man. I was just thinking, I want the this title of this episode to be like the tale of boom, but how do you spell boom. that? How do you spell it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to figure it out. <laughs> People will be like B R R T H P H. So he's like even so our friend says even though i believe in god i don't like to be made a fool of and little man is like i wouldn't do that they're i don't know what they're talking about okay i don't either okay good yeah and he's like tell me little father do you believe in the devil and i'm like okay how do you fucking know that we have devil situations happening like what is going on so he's like send him a telegram Tell them that Captain Kazan, he knows that a horse has four legs and a murderer has two arms. But still, (laughs) the devil must be afraid of one honest Cossack. (laughs) I'm sorry. Kim? What? (laughs) I just rewound it and typed it. Like, he's not verbatim. Wrong that a horse has four legs and he's not. Thief no. has two arms. And, nope. But murderer has two oh, arms. Oh, excuse me, murderer. Um, but also, I'm like, all the one armed murderers out there are like, hey! <laughs> did the 
Did the telegram say anything about the devil? We didn't read the telegram. So so maybe they Morse coded Satan. Devil? Yeah. And he just was on board immediately. He was like, oh, shit, the devil's on the train that's coming to the station. I'm I'm here. He's like, fucking try to get past me, bruh. He's like, oh, I've dealt with the devil before. I got this guy. So now we cut to the train barreling through snow space. And the detective comes into Chessman's car. And there's a woman asleep next to Chessman. Okay. Okay. So detective is talking to Chessman while this woman is asleep. And detective says, can gravity be overcome? And Chessman is like, if you mean, can man get beyond the gravitational field of the earth into space? Not yet, but any day now. Mm-hmm. And detective is like, any day? And Chessman says, well, there's a math professor. His name is Chalkovsky. He has ideas about rockets, machines that can fly free of the earth's gravi- gravity. And detective says, you know him? And the woman kind of starts to stir a little bit. And Chessman is like, yeah, that guy was my teacher. He was like a father to me. He taught me everything he knows. Why are you it? A-Pan comes out, turns off the light. <gasps> okay. So now we cut to the detective mm-hmm. exiting the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so exiting. Okay. Yeah. Exiting where the Chessman was. Yeah. Going into Saxton's car. Okay. And he's like, what do you think is all behind this? And they deduce. I'm just going to read what they said. Again, I'm just reading what they said. They deduce that the real threat is somehow a formless extraterrestrial that inhabited the body of the humanoid when it landed on Earth millions of years ago. The animal you shot was only the host. Mm -hmm. When the animal died, it transferred to another host. Uh, that's what we know, but who is the host? Mm. This really reminds me of the last snow space, which was also our last. Which was, was also called Dread. Which was also holding dicks yeah. to save humanity, or dick testins to save humanity. Yeah. Are we holding dicks? And, and also, there are, like, passengers. You have to stay together. Yeah, and hold each other's dicks. Are these the only movies I do now? Even when I don't mean to? <laughs> you just do the thing over and over I just again. do the thing over and over. Oh, man. I mean, I love the thing. Yeah. I just, I'd like some variety, you know? All right. So, Snow Space, Holding, holding Dicks to Save Humanity, Part 3. Here we, here we go. <laughs> so. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> so, in comes Wells with a rifle and the detective is like oh okay so you two are paired up but what if one of you is the monster and well says monster but but we're british <laughs> what <laughs> okay kim brits can't be monsters <laughs> okay. don't you know that <laughs> Um, I thought you were a British scientist. I am a British scientist. And uh, <laughs> you're definitely wrong. So. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> so now we cut to chess guy. Dead. And the oh, chick man. who was sleeping is like, oh, I really messed up. I was asleep the whole time. 
And she's like, but when I woke up, the lights were off. And so basically Saxton, detective, and Wells had, like, come into her car. Okay. And so she says, when I woke up, the lights were off. And they were like, when you went to sleep, were they on? And she was like, definitely. He was playing chess. Question three, what did they realize or decide to do? And what do you realize decide to do? Do they realize... And I realize, hand in hand, hand in hand, realization, dick and dick, mm-hmm. that if we can turn the lights out, and that's when the eyes will glow red. Yeah, ding ding. So Saxton then says, "When we did the eye test, it was in the light. It was in the light." So. Now we cut to Monk. Just just crying over not being Satan's friend. Yeah. We cut to Monk. He's still real thirsty because he kind of like meets the detective in a hallway. And they just kind of stare at each other. And then the Monk sort of like bows and slinks off down a corner. And the detective follows. Okay. Okay. So the Monk's like, I got something for you, boss. Come on. And we cut to the monk, and he's walking into the count's room with the detective. Okay. And he picks up the brick of steel. Right. And the count is, like, just playing with his gun. Like, I'm like, have you, like, literally not left your car at all? Because you don't seem panicked at all. Mm -hmm. Like, it's as if the count is just, like. I don't know what's going on out there. I'm having a blast in here in my car. (laughs) He's like, I've hired people to take care of me. I've hired people to care about what's happening outside my car. Yeah. So he's playing with his gun. Um, But, like, it's a very foppish gun. Like, it's not like a scary gun. It's more like, bang, bang, sir. (laughs) It's kind of that kind of gun. And, (laughs) and... The detective is like, so what's the deal with this brick here, this steel? And the Count's like, oh, it's super cool. It gets stronger with heat. So the more you heat it up, the stronger it gets. Okay. And the detective says, how about if you heated it up to 10,000, 12,000 degrees? And the Count is like, well, those temperatures aren't available on earth and the detective says nowhere on earth we now cut to the train pulling into the station mm-hmm, quotation mm-hmm. marks and all the rush cossacks the snow Kojaks, snack cossacks the snow snacks station um all the soldiers are marching on to the train okay and then we see the train pull away okay so everyone oh. that was in the snow stack station got they on the got train on and kept up moving yeah. That was it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, soldiers are pushing everybody all around. They're Russian soldiers. This was still a time period where, like, Russians are the bad guys. So, like, right, every movie, right. bad guy, Russian. So they're all like, ah, hey, I'm moving, pushing everybody around. Ah, bah, bah. And the countess is like, the czar will hear about this because the countess is Russian. Count and count are Russian, I think. And they're like, the czar will hear about this and you'll be sent to Siberia. And our friend Cossack says, I am Siberia. <laughs> <It's> like, 
are you full from all that scenery you're chewing? <laughs> and Wells is like, this is the count and countess of Russia. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And Kosak is like, oh, well, <laughs> escort them back to their car. Just <laughs> And Kosak comes over to Sleepy Lady, who was the lady that fell asleep. And uh, he's like, and you, are you a countess too? And she's like, I'm an American and I'm not accustomed to being bullied by foreigners. Like, oh, oh my god yeah. we are insufferable and we're we always worst. have been so then she points at the detective and is like he's the one who wouldn't let us off the train and so Kosak walks over to him and is like everyone is under arrest including you to the detective uh-huh. and he takes out his gun and he's just power tripping all around the car and Saxton is like, who is this guy? And he gets punched in the gut. <laughs> Shit. Like, this guy is like, here's my scene, everybody. Everybody just shh. <laughs> I'll take care of this one. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I got this. Yeah. So then he goes over to the detective and he's like, what's your name? And the detective is like, Mirov. And Kosak kisses him and he's like, ah, good Russian name. And... Monk is, like, just looking on suspiciously, jealously. Why are you talking to my guy? I I want him to talk to me. And he's like, Kosak says, level with me. Point out who the suspects are. I'll get the truth out of them. And Detective is like, no, or whatever he says. And so Kosak pulls a fucking gun on the detective. Okay. And the guards move forward to be like oh mm-hmm. we're going after the we're going after this guy okay so they move forward and then the monk holds up a cross and is like get back and the russians back up and kosak is like uh or uh, they back up and kosak is like why the fuck are you backing up because a dude held up a cross you fucking losers and yeah. they're like use the evil eye on his cross or whatever the fuck and kosak comes over and blows smoke in the monk's face and just says, uh, sorry, Kosak comes over and just blows smoke in the monk's face. And then the monk is like, beware of the wrath of Satan. And Kosak is like, okay, 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 okay. And kisses the cross. Like he's just <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> you. It's, this, this monk is very confusing. It's interesting because now he's using crosses to protect Satan. I just, I just, I can't wrap my wrinkly brain around it. Can't either. Can't, unless he's like, doesn't want other people to know that he's like switched teams. So he's like, look, I still got my cross, you know. Very confusing. Yeah. So kisses the cross and then grabs it and then pulls out his trusty, wusty cat nine whip that he has in his back pocket. Okay. Starts whipping the monk. And oh, he's like, shit. bitch, don't play. <laughs> and okay. the monk like falls to the ground. He's like, ow. And I thought he was dead. I thought he fucking killed the oh, monk. Oh my God. And Wells then turns to, turns to Saxton like and kind of quietly is like, we've got to stop this. And Saxton says no. He says no. I don't know. And then I wrote monk dies question mark. Mm. He doesn't. He just kind of falls. Um, But just before he goes unconscious, the monk yells, it's 
too hot. It's too hot. Just type in what I heard, Burns. Type in what I heard. Yeah. What's too hot? Hell? This ass. Um, (laughs) Sorry. I'm so sorry about that. (laughs) Kosak is then like, why? He's like, so why was this monk trying to protect you, detective? And the detective is like, I don't know. He cray. And Kosak is like, who are you? And the detective says, I told you, I'm a cop. Okay, so standoff between detective and Kosak. Mm-hmm. Question four, what do you do and what does Saxton do? So basically I want you to picture okay. we're all crowded into one car. All of the passengers, presumably Russian guards, there's a standoff between this detective. And so we're all kind of in one space. What do you do? What does Saxton do? I'm going to turn the lights off. Okay. And, uh, mm, fuck it. Hand in hand. Why the fuck not? Oh! Double ding! Yes! Saxton dims the lights and the detective's eyes glow. And everyone is like, And then the lights go back on. And the detective is like, shit, I'm found out. And so he makes a run for it. But first he like scratches a Russian guard's face and runs away. Question five, what do you do? And what does Kosak do? So detective is trying to get out of the car. Okay. Running away. So what what does super cool chill Kosak do? And do what things do I have? I have my whip. Oh, girl, you can go ahead and assume that you have whatever you need. Whatever weapon you need. I mean, we've got guns. We've got whips. We've got knives. We've got whatever. We've got whatever you need. I feel like he just is like real chill, just like whips out his gun and shoots after him. Okay, and what do you do? I guess if I'm that cool, me too. <laughs> I don't know. That's two half points. Okay. The half point was that you did it real chill-like. Oh, what he okay. does is he pulls out a knife and he real chill-like just goes, throws it, whip, whip, nice. whip, 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 whip. And it Fuck stabs it. into the detective's back. And at this point, the monk wakes wakes up and he's like, no, my dude. <laughs> Who's the opposite of my dude? That's been my dude for my whole life. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. He be, I, what I think it was, he was basically just like waiting for whichever one of the two showed up first. I guess so. You know, he's like, you, like, appear, you know what? I've been fucking trying to call on God my yeah. whole goddamn life. And never showed up. Never showed up. And then Satan appeared. So I guess I'll. Go with that one. Team Satan. Yeah. So Monk wakes up, is like, no. And then the detective, like, kind of stumbles about. Kosak now shoots him. But he kind of, okay, so here's what I want you to picture. We're in this car, right? There's a door right ahead of you. But the there's a, a wall when you say right there. Right ahead of you. Who, who am I? You're the detective. Sorry. Okay. Um, so 
when you go through this door, you have to make an immediate right. Because if you kept going straight, it's a wall right there. So it's like you have to make an immediate right to go into this little like alcove area. It's almost mm-hmm. as if it's like a walk-in closet. Okay. Okay. But it's – I don't know what it is because we're not in like a passenger mm-hmm. car kind of thing. So Saxton stops Kosak from following him and is like, you saw his eyes. One look and you're dead. So – the detective has now fallen to the ground mm-hmm. in this little alcove area and we don't see anything. So like if you're aiming a gun at where the detective just ran, you're aiming at a wall. Okay. Right. You would okay. have to go yeah. in and around to shoot him. Mm-hmm. Um, the monk obviously like goes right in to help his boy and he's like, come into me, Satan. Like, You're dying. Come into me. Yeah. And then he starts saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in hell. (laughs) 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 It's just so funny how fucking flaky this guy is. So. Now they're kind of blocked around the corner, snuggling together as the okay. detective dies, and 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 Monk is like, "Come be in me," and Kosak is like, "Anything that moves, shoot it." Okay, so all of the Russian guys are there, okay. like, yeah, okay. And Wells is like, "But what if the monk is innocent?" Like they're basically like, "You're aiming to shoot." They don't know right, that he's a fucking right, flip flopper. Right. And Kosak takes a big swig of vodka and is like. We have lots of innocent monks. So he's kind of like, <laughs> oh, no. We don't need any. Who cares? And then he tells the guards to move these peasants out of here. The passengers. Mm-hmm. And so now we cut to the... Ta- the, 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 the <laughs> I'm sorry, who? I'm so sorry. I just had a stroke. My apologies. Um, so now we cut to the detective looking at the monk all red-eyed. And the monk is like just looking euphoric and just being like, I'm getting Satanized and creepy music. And he's possessed in like a very chill manner. And then the detective dies and Monk sits up with red eyes. Oh, shit. His dream came true. His dream came true. He backed the right horse. Congratulations. So now the Russians are all aiming at the closet corner. And then an axe cuts the light wire, okay? And all the lights go out in the car. I do not know whose axe it was, but the lights went out. The Russians all start shooting at the wall. Like, I was like, guys, you can see that you're not hitting a person. You can see that you're just hitting the wall. Question six, what do you do and what does Saxon uh, realize he needs to do? Wait, who am I in the car with? (laughs) (laughs) Because I was like, everyone. But then didn't everyone. they send the peasants away? Uh, Not yet. Because they got distracted by all about. the shooting. Me too. And I was watching it. So I'm in the car with everyone. Mm-hmm. I My ultimate issue at the end of the day was I don't know what I want. Um, So that was really the hard part. Uh, I mean, I think you – I think we can say – that you do, in fact, ultimately want to stay alive. Right. Even though he probably has some, like, 
science feelings, but. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm just going to like, I mean, if I know Satan is locked in that closet for all we know, and they're surrounding it from what I gather, Mm -hmm. I'm going to like run me, me, I'm going to just hightail it to the other as far away from this car to the other side of the train and I don't know lock myself somewhere okay (laughs) until the next station okay I just don't know what he does I want to I wanted to bring the steel back somehow because it seems Mm -hmm. like that was a a plot point but I was like like that doesn't it (laughs) And I was like, what does he do with it and why? <laughs> I just don't know. So I'm going to say that he, um, he, uh, he, he, and I couldn't remember where the steel was anymore either. Like, <laughs> I don't know that they do either. <laughs> um, I'm going to say he, uh, fucking also runs away i don't know i have no fucking idea i'll give you a half a point because there's something very there's a very specific place that you need to go he says get everyone back to the back of the train in the baggage car um like all of the passengers Mm -hmm. to the to the back um the Russian guys are shooting at nothing. I guess hoping that it ricochets off the wall and hits them. I don't know. They all stop and they're waiting. And then the monk pops up from behind the wall and red eyes all of them as Saxton is ushering the passengers away. Uh-huh. But it's like total chaos. So monk is just going around like red eyeing all of the Russian soldiers. Okay. Okay. Saxton and Wells are in there, like, they make it uh, to their passenger car and they grab guns and the lights are out on the train and Saxton says he always attacks in the dark. So, question seven, what do you do and what does Saxton do? BB in the light. Is it light outside? No. Is it... And, like, the, like, the electrical wires to the train have been cut. To the, yeah. How do I be in the light? Do they have candles? It's 1906, so you have 1906 things. I guess we'll light a bunch of lanterns <laughs> hand in hand. <laughs> oh, no trick question. That's, that's yeah. it? Oh, great. He, atta- he attacks in the dark. We got to make it light. Let's light some shit up. Okay. So he's like, he can't play his little tricks in the light. So they light a big lantern type thing, uh, you know, to, so that they are able to light the passenger's way. Um, Saxton is now like to Wells. He's like, you take the, the Saxton says, I'm going to head back to the Russian car. I'm going to head back to where all the Russians are. We cut back to the Russian car and Cusack is trying to take down the monk, but he's also, like, red-eyed eventually. So we lose my friend. And I was very sad. I really thought he was going to make it. He was, like, such a pistol. But he got red-eyed. 
Bummer. So now we cut to Saxton and Wells, and they're trying to, like, open the barricaded door of bodies, um, but it's just a bunch of white-eyed corpses. So Saxton says, go back with the passengers, take care of them, make sure they stay in the baggage car. And Wells is like, what about you? And Saxton is like, I'll be all right. Go on. (laughs) And Wells gives him his rifle. Mm -hmm. So now we cut to the monk uh, walking into the count and countess's room. Like, I guess he took a different direction where the light is on. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just writing what I saw. And the monk is like saying to the countess, he's like, the monk liked you. But you humiliated him. The monk liked you? Yeah, the monk is saying, the monk liked you to the count. Okay, okay, okay. But you humiliated him often, even in front of the countess. And the monk turns the light off and red eyes the count very easily. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) And... uh, the countess then comes in and she's like, he's dead. And she's like, you brute, you brute, I'll see you hanged. And uh, the monk is like, the poor monk loved you more than the promise of heaven. And then in comes Saxton with a light and a rifle. And the monk is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a mistake to kill me. And Saxton says, who are you? And the monk says, words are difficult, but... I am a form of energy occupying this shell. Saxton says, where do you come from? And he says, another galaxy. I came with others and was accidentally left behind. I survived in protozoans, fish, vertebrates. The history of your planet is part of me. Pull the trigger and you'll end it. Question eight. What is Saxton? do uh, and what do i do uh mm-hmm. i'm a yeah, just saxton okay. no, yeah uh, i'm gonna be like good thing i'm not a scientist goodbye <laughs> okay um, good gun noises good gun noises. <laughs> <laughs> i'm tired yeah. uh and he i think he might lean into the science and be like i I can't do it. I must. I must. Science. The science. <laughs> What's happening? I lost everything. Uh, yeah. Is that an answer? Okay, That's great. one and a half points. So yeah, kill him. I'm sorry, science, but also I'm sorry. Saxton, you get a half a point because he's kind of like, hmm, I'm torn. Okay. 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 He hasn't quite said, okay, great. Yeah, I won't shoot you. Let's work together and like blow, make science real science. Okay, fair. Um, uh, and Saxton just said, he's like, what am I to do with you? And the monk is like, let me go. And Saxton's like, not possible. And he's like, it is. I'll teach you to end disease, pain, hunger, and some other stuff. And then he just kind of like, the monk just kind of like starts swaying. And all the dead start rising. (gasps) So now we have zombies. (laughs) We've got aliens. We've got Satan. 
We've got fossils. We've got zombies. We've got it all. It's really the Horror Express. So Countess is like, shoot, shoot. And she warns Saxton before zombie count stands up with his favorite gun and is like about to shoot. They run out of the train. Luckily, they're slow zombies. And so they're fighting off zombies. Saxton now has a sword and a gun. And Countess is pretty damselly and just very like, oh, oh, you brute. And they finally get through. We now cut to the monk was not chasing them. The monk was leaving it to the zombies to chase them because the monk is now driving the train. Other zombies are marching down the guest corridors after Saxton and Countess. And then we cut to Wells in the baggage car. And he opens a door in the floor. Mm-hmm. Saxton and Countess then come around the corner. Zombies are coming. Under the floor is the thing that connects the cars together. Question nine, Ooh. what do you do and what do they do? I think we disconnect it hand in hand. Yes! Yay! Are you a trained scientist? So, we don't see it yet, though, because we cut to another snow space station. And that snow space station gets a telegram. I don't know who sent the telegram. I didn't see anyone sending a telegram, but a telegram was sent. Okay. Just go with me. And the telegraphist says, he's like, this thing says to stop the express when it goes through the switching point. And uh, we're like, what? So now we cut to Saxon and Wells, and they're trying to unhook the car, but it's like really hard. We cut back to the station, and the guy's like, derail it. That means killing everyone on board. And the guy's like, well, that's what it says. <laughs> and he's like, maybe, maybe there's a war. Okay. So these motherfuckers are like, I don't know why, but this random telegram says to kill a train full of people. Okay. And he's like, I'm telling you, maybe it's a war. Okay. So question okay. 10 what do you do and what does Space Station decide to do? I think, uh, I mean, I think hand in hand we're going to do it. I have some well, insider information, you know, but I would never normally do it. But I think it always well, alive. You're a stone cold monster, Kim. <laughs> Kim's know. killing a train full of people. Uh, so so he's like, that's what it says. Maybe it's war. So now we cut to someone outside in snow space and they're flipping a big lever, a big lever. So it like makes the, you know, switchy, switchy the track. The monk sees it and is like, shit, and barrels off a cliff and the whole train is going just as they detach it. And the detached car comes right up to the edge and stops. And they all look down as the rest of the train burns. And then we see a shot of Earth from space. Horror Uh. Express! (laughs) The end. It seems, seems like, what is the switchy of that train for except to send the train off a cliff? Like, why why does the switchy exist? 
Well, they need to prepare for all things. And one of the things they need to prepare for is if Satan is driving the train and the rest of the right. passengers have right. detached the car. It becomes zombies. You got to plan for everything, Kim. That's true. Let me That's totally true. Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Kim, you are a snow space expert. Mm. Because for your debtor lives, you got four out of eight, 50%. Great very good. For me. For your questions, you got 16.5 out of 20. Nice. For a total of 20.5 out of 28. Woo! Nice job. I killed it. <laughs> um,. Yeah, so thank you to Larry and to Maximilian that for suggesting very this fun and insane bonkers ride, <laughs> this bonkers express, if you will. Um, all the more reason to uh, join our Sammy Stay Live Maybe Facebook group. Um, if you join our Patreon, you can see us telling each other the story, which I don't know. I'm in it and I find it entertaining. So. <laughs> Uh, but I'm also a narcissist. So um, so do that. Join our Patreon. Follow us on all the things. At KK Sam Podcast. Wait. Do I get to hear who the, your friend is? Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. So thank you for reminding me. So I'm telling my parents, oh, I just watched this movie because I'm like, it's 1972. Maybe they know it. Right. right. And they're like, we've never heard of it. So I'm like, it's Christopher Lee and it's Peter Cushing and it's this other guy that looks really familiar to me, um, Telly Savalas. And they're like, oh, yeah, Kojak. Do you remember the show Kojak or hearing people talk about the show Kojak? Uh, yeah. It was like a detective show. Yeah. So I'm looking on IMDb and they're like, that's probably what you know him from. I'm like, it's not. No. Like, I wouldn't. That's not what I know him from. <laughs> Before our time, for sure. Yeah. So I'm looking through IMDb and. I don't know how often our Sammy's we have to do this all the time where it's like you recognize someone. So you go to IMDb and you look at their whole catalog and you kind of just go through and you're like, as soon as you see the thing yeah. that you know you saw them in, you know it right away. So I'm flipping through Kojak, Kojak, all the shit I don't know. Alice in Wonderland, orange dress Alice. This motherfucker, <laughs> just his face, was the goddamn Cheshire, the Cheshire cat, cat of my childhood. Aww, Isn't that cute. bananas? Because I kept saying, I was like, I only recognize his face, like nothing else. Because I literally only knew That's this, so his funny. face. Aww, he was the Cheshire favorite. cat. Yeah, in orange dress Alice. So. Wow. That was that was my friend. Thank you for reminding me. I totally forgot. I know you were like going off the 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 rails, and I was I, like, "Wait, and I, stop the train! Tra- stop the train!" <laughs> um, you may continue anyway. now. Keep driving. Oh yeah. So at KK Sam Podcast, um, all the stuff. We also have another podcast. Kim and Cats Survive the Cellar. We have a new episode coming out next, next Monday. Monday, and then yeah, I think that's everything. And just that um, we love you and thank you for listening. And this has been Kim and Cut Stay Alive. Maybe. 
So until next week, stay alive! Ghosted me. I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs>